This episode of the unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Zipify and their flagship app, Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages is an e-commerce sales funnel and landing page builder that seamlessly integrates into your Shopify store. Just start with one of a growing list of templates, customize, and go. These templates are created by my friend and eight-figure Shopify store owner, Ezra Firestone. Each template is built with proven conversion elements, but also features a simple drag-and-drop editor, so you could truly make each of these pages your own. You could customize, tweak, test to create some awesome landing pages and sales funnels. Check out all the details and sign up for the brand new application at Zipify.com. That's Zipify, Z-I-P-I-F-Y.com. Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. If you've ever tried to add a product to your Shopify store with more than 100 total combinations of variants, you know what happens. You can't. Fortunately, Bold has a solution. The number one options app on Shopify is Bold Apps Product Options. It lets you create unlimited and sophisticated options and then save them to a library and assign them to one or 10,000 products with just one click. It even lets you bulk update those options just as easily. So, for example, you could add file uploads, text fields, text areas, date pickers, multi-selects, radio buttons, checkboxes, multi-checkboxes, and more. You can even set options to be required or not, add tooltips, basically everything that the customer needs to have a great user experience. It even has conditional logic, so you can show or hide options based off selections. If you want to try product options for free for two months, just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com bold to get started today. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast, recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. And today on the unofficial Shopify podcast, we're talking about what we almost always talk about, ways to make more money. Yes, we love it. We love money. Um, And (laughs) joining me is a a wonderful guest, a guy I've admired who also uh, has a great podcast you should check out. I'll let him tell you about it. Um, Sean McCabe. And Sean... Uh, hosted a webinar with me not long ago, and I was really impressed by it. And, you know, there were, um, you know, I emailed, emailed all of you guys on my list. Um, if you want to grab the list, it's at kurtelster.com. You could sign up. But I emailed you for that free webinar. Um, but I really, I was blown away, and I have repeated and paraphrased and butchered some of Sean's teachings in that webinar. So I wanted to have a discussion with him on the topic. And what is that topic? Well, we're going to talk about writing effective sales copy because I see so many store owners and entrepreneurs struggle with this. And I struggled with it too until um, I finally started studying sales letters and then understanding, um, you know, just basic copywriting and accepting that that wasn't, it wasn't sleazy and good copywriting is fun and easy to write. And I found my voice and I want to help you do that too with Sean's help. Um, because if you can't convince someone your solution or your product is the right one for them, it doesn't matter how good it is. Nobody's going to buy it. So if you've ever launched a product and nobody bought it or it only made a few sales, or you launched and just it was to just total crickets, I know I've done that one. Or you launch it and then immediately it does okay, and then the sales really just immediately uh, plummet after that. Oftentimes, it's about communication. You haven't communicated things. You know, the problem is writing. Everything starts with writing. So joining me to discuss it 
is Mr. Sean McCabe, and I, oh my gosh, I had his bio right in front of me because it was so good. Sean's an entrepreneur who writes over a million words a year on business. He's the author of Overlap, Get From the Life You Have to the Life You Want, and he's helped tens of thousands of students build and grow sustainable businesses with his courses on copywriting, client work, pricing, and marketing. And on a daily basis, he runs Sean West, a learning community for entrepreneurs looking to do fulfilling work. So, Sean, how are you? I'm doing well, Kurt. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Good intro. Oh, you did phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> good. I I need to I need to honor the guest with a good intro. So, okay, tell me about um, about writing. Why is it so important? Yeah, you're a pro, man. Uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's been great getting to know you more, and uh, also congratulations on your newest addition to the family. My yeah, my recent product launch, uh, Kennedy Julie Elster, <laughs> February three pounds ten ounces, and she is hilarious. I just uh, I think it, I have a, a photo of her in which she looks, honest to God, like that surprised emoji in iOS. You and sent I'm, it to me. Yeah, it totally does. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna include that in the. <laughs> I should include that in the show notes. If I don't, somebody email me. I'll send it out. Well, okay. So writing, you know, what's the, what's the deal with writing? I used to think writing was boring, you know, only writers write. And I wasn't a writer. And so, you know, what's the point? But the, the more that I really looked at everything that I was doing, no matter what it was, you know, I'm doing all kinds of different content, obviously making courses, but things like podcasts, blog posts, videos, conference talks everything I did started with writing. And so when I learned to harness the power of writing, when I started writing every single day, when I look back, that that's where the inflection point was for me. That's where everything basically started taking off. And so it's not just, you know, writing whatever you want. I think writing is a great habit to build. I think it's something everyone should do. There's just so many benefits to it, clearing your mind, getting your message out there. But specifically with copywriting, you are writing to a specific person with the intent to sell something. So you have a product, you're selling a product, maybe you've launched it and sales died down. Maybe you launched it and it, it was just launching to crickets, nobody bought. Um, you're thinking, well, maybe I just need more traffic. But before you look to traffic as the solution to your problem, I think you might want to look to your messaging. It's very likely that the people who are uh, coming to your store, coming to your website, viewing your product pages, they're not feeling like what you have to offer is for them. And so the story that Kurt was alluding to, um, you know, it, it's it's this idea of getting ready for a big meeting. You know, you you have to, uh, may, may, maybe at one point you worked in an office or maybe you work in an office right now, you've got a big meeting, you've got to drive in to work and you put your shoes on you know, you, you go out the door and you realize walking to the car, you're running about five minutes late. You've got a pebble in your shoe. You didn't shake it out of your shoe. And, and it's, it's a little bit of an inconvenience. It's an annoyance, but you don't have time to stop and take your shoe off. You're running late. So you just get to the office and you get there and someone says, Hey, how are you doing? And you say, Oh, I, I'm doing fine. You know, you don't actually say, Oh, I have a rock in my shoe and it feels uncomfortable to stand right now because you've pushed it out of your mind. You know, you, you've pushed it out of your mind just like uh, a homeowner who might have mold somewhere in the house and they don't see it. It's not bothering them right now, but it's going to be a real problem later on if it goes untreated. And so 
people people don't like thinking about mold. You know, they don't like thinking about the rock in their shoe because it, it's it's an inconvenience. We push these things away. We put a smile on our face and we go about our day. And the thing is, your products, the things you sell, can solve problems for people. It can make their life better. It, it can Im- improve their life. It can make them happy. But they're not going to buy until they're brought to a point of feeling this pain, the pain of not solving the problem. That only when they're at a place of acute awareness of this pain are they actually going to buy. So I think for a lot of people, Kurt, I know this is the case for me, is we don't often agitate the pain enough. And we, we maybe hear this phrase sometimes, agitate the pain. We hear people talk about this and it sounds kind of weird. Like, why would you want to make someone feel worse about something? That's, that's a good question. Why would you? It sounds like a mean thing to do. It's, it's like, why would you want to make someone feel worse about it? But Right. You want every, I think everyone thinks they want all their, their copy needs to be happy and fluffy and, you know, very positive and upbeat. Yeah. But the person who has mold in their house, you know, if, if, if you make them feel happy about it and you don't talk about it, you don't bring it up, you don't do the thing where you like, this, this is actually going to ruin your house. It's going to destroy your house. It's going to kill your resale value. It's going to be bad news. It sounds like you're bringing doom and gloom, but when they're brought to the point of awareness of this pain, once you've agitated it, once they feel like this is a problem, I really need to get this fixed, that is the point where they're going to buy. So the purpose of copywriting is to agitate the pain. Do you have a, a good example of agitating the pain in copywriting? So, okay. Agitating the pain, for instance, I, I'm working on a, uh, a workshop you know, called Hiring Boot Camp. And it's, it's for the small business owner who, and, and I've been here before, I've, I've run four different businesses. And I remember with the first few businesses, I got to this point where I was feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. And basically, my business had gotten to the point where it was doing well enough that there was a lot of work to do, but there was more than what one human could do. And I was trying to do it all. But the problem I had was I didn't actually have the money to hire the help I needed. But I'm already starting to get into agitating the pain. But to kind of zoom out real quick on this, I'm wanting to teach people how to hire someone. I have this boot camp. I have this workshop that I want to sell. I want to sell it to small business owners and I want to help them hire that first person because they they often don't even know who should the first hire be. Or the people who do think they know, a lot of times that may not actually be the best first hire. How do you know who you should hire first? Where do you find this person? What if you can't afford them? These are the questions going through people's minds. But what we're tempted to do is go in and say, I've got this boot camp. I'm going to teach you how to hire. Uh, I've got three different days that we're going to go into, and I've got different curriculum, and uh, I've got these different topics. And what you've noticed I've done is uh, I've said I a bunch. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about my products. I'm talking about the features of the product. All the, I call all this, of the thing- uh, when I see this in outreach email, I get a lot of outreach emails. And a well-crafted outreach email I will respond to, but most I delete because they suffer from what I've heard described as iorea, where it's just like, you know, <laughs> I, they're a stranger. It's just a stranger who run ups, runs up to me and then just verbally vomits on me, just like, I, 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 I. And all they've done is lead with their fix, their solution, which does me mm. no good. Mm. 
And and if I can rant on a pet peeve real quick, because I get this, the same type of emails. What I what I think is also detrimental is when I've I just saw this yesterday, Kurt. Someone used uh, an acronym five times in their email, and I had no idea what it was. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah, the- I'm just supposed to know about their program so so well that I recognize only the letters. <laughs> yeah, I've, it drives me nuts the level of uh, really how how bad. Uh, most people are as soon as you say you have to write something salesy, like mm. all, all of a sudden all their communication skills disappear and it's, it's not that tough. So the, I think the mistake most people are making then is they're leading with, you know, they're not even leading with the dream, the outcome. They're not leading with anything about them. They're just talking about their solution. Well, that's very true. And I think a lot of people just feel awkward. They feel kind of sleazy selling because they have this yes, picture. That's how of- I felt. Yeah, it's the the used car salesman, you know, like being pushy, trying to get you to to sign the papers and get the job done. The thing is, the salesman, that's all he's focused on. It's sell, get them to sign, get the deal done. Even if they don't like it, they're talking to customer support. They're talking to someone else. It's out of my department. I'm done. The difference with you is you've made this thing. You've made the product. You're selling this on your own. You own the business. And so it's a matter of seeing selling as doing someone a service. You're actually doing someone a disservice if you're not selling what you sell. Because if what you sell is going to make their life better, they're they're worse off if they don't buy. And, and so you have to see that as actually working for them, doing doing performing a service in a sense. You're bringing them to a better place. And I think if selling is hard for you, it's because you're not sold on your own product. That's that's a really really hard realization to have, but hmm. would yeah, you, you have totally changed the totally reverse the optics on selling? I love it. Would you buy your own product? That's the question I, I would ask. You know, if you were in the shoes of your prospect, would you buy your own product? And you know, hopefully the answer is yes. But if if you're not sure, you're like, oh, I would never spend that on, on this. Uh, that's probably the reason you have trouble selling is because you're not actually sold on your own product. That's step one. Get sold on your own product and then stop focusing on yourself because that's also holding you back when it comes to writing effective sales copy because you're thinking about you. You're thinking about your product and selling and you feel bad selling. But really, this is about them. This is about the transformation that they're going to to experience once they buy what you have to sell because they're not actually in your mind you're looking at your sales your reports and your dashboard and you know you see the the units that have have gone out and you know how many items people are buying per order all that stuff this person isn't thinking about buying a product no one actually buys products they they're buying a a better version of themselves and that is the thing that you want to sell people on you want to sell that you you want to paint a picture of who they'll become. That's actually what you're selling much more than than the product itself. So a good format would be I start with so number 1 I need to picture I need to when you know when I sit down and I write say an email or a product description or a sales letter or whatever it is. I picture an individual person. I don't think of I think it's detrimental to think of your your audience as a you know a, a room full of people. I picture one ideal person and then I lead with you know, the first paragraph has to be, is is the pain. You agitate the pain. And then the second, I, I'm going to go into the dream, where I start selling, talking to them about, um, 
you know, that, that better version of themselves. And the whole thing is focused on them, not me. Am I getting that yeah, right that, so far? That, that's okay. so, that's so good. And, and already you've done something that few people do, which is focus on one person. A lot of people, even in their newsletters, they're like, Hey everyone. Hey, all of you. Hey guys. Uh, I know there's 10,000 of you reading this. You know, it's only ever one person opening one email from one other person. It just happens 10,000 times. And so the same with your copy, you want to write it to that one person who's reading it. They're not projecting their phone onto the TV in the living room. They're just reading it by themselves. You said pain, uh, paint a picture of who they'll become, you know, the dream. You do also, in addition to, amp uh, I'm sorry, agitating the pain, you want to amplify their desire. So what is it what, that they want and how can you amplify that? Like, like just underscore how much they really want this. And then another thing I would add is talk about what life looks like without your solution. What is the cost oh, of not one. buying your product? What is the cost of not buying it today? I mean, in, in a lot of cases, you know, what you offer may save someone money, save someone time, but what if they don't do it? Paint, paint a picture of that. You know, it's oftentimes that pain that can cause someone to actually pull the trigger and make a purchase. So back to the, you know, the hiring boot camp, instead of talking about my curriculum and the three days and, and all of the, all of the things I'm going to talk about in my material, I talk about this person because I remember it so well. I remember being this person who, how can I have a business that's doing so well that I'm, I'm so busy. I'm working 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm overwhelmed. I started a business because I wanted freedom. And now here I am not spending time with my family, not having fun. And I need help and I can't afford it. What in the world is going on? How can I be in this? It's like a chicken in the egg thing. You know, right. I, need, I need help, but I can't afford the help because I don't have enough work. But I'm scared to generate more demand because I don't have the manpower to help uh, you know, feel the demand. And, and what, what happened with my first business is I ended up running it into the ground and I, I, it just stagnated. It didn't grow because I was scared. I, I didn't want to do more marketing because I couldn't handle the work and I didn't hire someone because I was scared. And I, I'm just basically curled up in the corner of the room, you know, <laughs> like crying. Uh, but what I'm doing right now is I'm agitating the pain. And so that, that story is what I tell to people when I want to sell something like a boot camp on hiring. Okay, so you get through, you know, we're, we're focusing on them, we're relating to them, and one of the things I think that's going on here is that um, you have, you know, and I've said it, you know, a dozen times on the show, people buy from people, not brands, and I think that's one of the, the tenets of this philosophy here, um, in that, you know, you're speaking one-on-one, -on -one and you're building a relationship, like in our, our book, E-Commerce Bootcamp, um, you want to get the free sample, it's ecommerce-bootcamp.com. There's a plug for you. Um, the, uh, what was I saying? You know, the, the first chapter is that you don't sell, you educate. And part of that is, is relationship building, where you're building trust. You're building um, this one-on-one -on -one relationship with people. And that's part of, you know, part of why we do the, this podcast is that, because I'm myself here, and then, you know, if someone talks to me outside the podcast, they go, oh, I feel like I already know you. So you can apply those same principles um, to copywriting is what I'm getting. I like that people buy from from people, not brands. Everyone's throwing around these these acronyms: B to B, B to C. Really, it's H to H. You know, right. human, human to human. Every single time, there's always a human on the other end. That every single time, they're representing a brand, maybe, but it's always human to human. And so, as long as you don't forget that, you're going to connect with people. And I, I like that you also said 
sell, uh, I'm sorry, not selling, but educating. So there's, you know, content marketing and there's copywriting. There, there's a difference between these two. Not everyone really realizes the difference. Content marketing is providing value and copywriting is selling. You're, you're moving someone closer to the point of making a purchase and closing the deal. But the content marketing is actually providing value, providing education and taking someone from where they are to the point they need to be to make a buying decision. So you, you got to think about the people in your audience or your, your prospective customers. Where are they right now? And what do they need to know to be able to make a buying decision and buy your product? And the, the difference there, the gap there is where your content comes in. That's where you want to educate. You, you want to advance someone to the point where they know enough to make a decision. So in my, so let's say I'm going through, you know, our product, our product description um, example, and we've got, you know, we've led with, we've agitated the pain, we have amplified the pain, we're talking to them, um, we're relating to them one-on-one -on -one as people, uh, then we walk through, uh, we want a life with, without our solution, how the solution is going to make them a better version of themselves, what's next? Well, at this point, you, you're basically closing the deal. You you want to go in and and actually say, let's make this decision right now. This is where I would look for opportunities to use scarcity and urgency, because if any any buying decision decision that's deferred is a buying decision that probably won't happen. So you need to figure out a way to make that buying decision happen now. And scarcity is limited quantity, which works really well with physical products, um, you don't want to use false scared scarcity. Like if you have a digital product, you wouldn't want to say there's only 50 available because that's not really real for people. But if you can use scarcity, use it. If you can use urgency, use that as well. Stack that in there. Urgency comes in the form of deadlines. Like this offer is going away. This, this offer is expiring or this in-person event is happening on this date. So the last day you can sign up is the day before. So you, you might have, um, you know, like a countdown timer or something like that. Anything you can do to make the person have a decision right now. Make that decision right now. Because if they don't take time out of the equation, they're probably never going to come back. And I think this is where you'd want to weave in talking about what life looks like without your solution. What is the cost of not making a decision right now? I would actually talk about that in your copy. I mean, say like, hey, you're going you're gonna to go back to work. You're going to go back to your life. You're going to go back to trying to find more time. Whatever it is that your product solves for someone, you're going you're gonna to paint a picture of them going back to their life. Even say, hey, you know, you can close this tab right now and this is what your life will look like. I love it. <laughs> um, no, I, you're absolutely right because I've sent, you know, I know anytime we create sales emails, whether it's for my own stuff, whether it's for a client, the email that sells the most is the one that just says, hey, wanted to remind, like, you know, two lines, wanted to remind you, this sale ends tonight at midnight. That's the one that generates the most revenue mm -hmm. um, because you're, you're, uh, you're forcing people to make a decision and you're including that, uh, that urgency in it. And any, any, yeah, urgency is just an incredibly powerful sales tool. But, you know, conversely, if it's, fall, if it's, a, if it's false urgency and people can see through it, you will get some nasty emails like that. No one likes feeling duped with, with false scarcity or false urgency. Oh, yeah. You, you don't want to do that. And I, I would also add that 
when it comes to selling, when you're at the point where you are selling, don't reach too far. Don't try to sell someone who is unsellable. Don't try to sell someone who's not already brought to that point of knowing what they need to know to make a buying decision. So you have to first establish common ground. Hey, you and me, we're on the same side and you're trying to move them just one step, just a single step, not from super far away. So I think that's another mistake that people make is they try to sell to everyone. They picture everyone in the world, people who are really, really warm leads. They're ready to buy. And they also picture the really cold leads, people who aren't convinced at all. And they let that come into their mind and influence the way that they're writing their copy. And it waters it down for everyone. It doesn't move anyone. And so you only make a couple sales from the people that were already going to buy no matter what. But if you focused all of your energy on the warmest leads and getting them to take that tiny little step, just that one step, and let the content do all the other work, the content brings everyone to that point of being warm. The content educates them on what they need to make a buying decision. The copywriting, the selling, that's just pushing them over the edge. It's that little nudge right at the end. And if you just you channel all of your energy into that, you're going to make a lot more sales. Yeah, it's counterintuitive. I mean, a lot of the natural thought that a lot of people have, especially early on in you know working with sales and marketing is, well, I want to cast the widest net possible and that way I'll, I'll make the most money. And it isn't the case. You want to have this very narrow, relevant, laser-focused positioning in all of your messaging because it makes it, you know, n- irrelevant marketing is what's annoying. When it's relevant and it speaks to me, then I know, auto- I go, like, this is for me and I'm all in. Um, so we always, we look for what I, uh, I call crispy positioning where it makes a lot of sense. Um, Sean, you have, uh, well, we're, this has been phenomenal, um, of course, and, but we're coming to the end of our time together and you have a free audience building course. Can you, can you tell us briefly about that? Oh yeah. So uh, audiencebuildingcourse.com, you can check it out. Uh, or I think we, we just put it on our, our website, seanwest.com. Um, this is basically us educating people to the point of making a buying decision because you know we've got uh, you, you know we have a membership we have different flagship programs and stuff but ultimately we help people build and grow an audience driven business and so what people need is they need to be sold on the idea of building an audience driven business and so to help them we've put together uh, some curriculum and material in the audience building course and we produced it as if we would sell it for $199. So, I mean, we we went all out, like top-notch production quality, lesson notes, all the cameras, lights, you know, it's it's super nice. And we made it as if it was, it feels like you spent $200 on it, but we're giving it away for free. So you can check that out, audiencebuildingcourse.com. Would love to give that to you. And Sean, where could people go to learn more about you? Well, I would say if you made it this far, uh, you obviously like podcasts. So uh, I would say check out the Sean West podcast. It's just seanwest.com, S-E-A-N-W-E-S.com slash podcast. Fantastic. Sean, thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, Kurt. And to our listeners, however this audio made it into your ears, you can find out more about it at unofficialshopifypodcast.com. If you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode goes live, you could sign up for my newsletter at kurtelster.com, and I'll shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. Thanks, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The Unofficial Shopify Podcast is distributed by EtherCycle, LLC. 
We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.